Good evening, everybody. Welcome once again to another episode of Cousins for Christ, where we're just three cousins that like to get together and talk about Christ. Joined once again by my cousin, Jeremy Hall. Hello. Christopher Mash. Hello. Good to be back with you guys. Yes, I think sir. we have another uh, another important message that we'd like to, to talk about tonight. Uh, our topic tonight is, did Christ die for some or did Christ die for all? Uh, we already know the answer to that question, but <clears throat> there's a few points we'd like to make, and we're going to go down the list here and, and talk about a few things. Uh, one thing I'd like to bring up right off the top here, uh, I personally believe, guys, that uh, the, the blood of Christ is powerful enough to cleanse all sin. I agree. I mean, that's what it, that's what it's for. That was why the, the perfect sacrifice was made, so we could have forgiveness. I mean, there is only one mention of one unforgivable sin in the Bible. Um, and that pretty much when you commit the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost, you don't even want to repent. So it's not the question, but I think everything else is. Well, while we're talking about that sin, let's let's explain that a little. I think something that's confusing to people. When Chris says the sin of blasphemy is the one that can't be forgiven, what he Ghost. means. To the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. Well, yeah. essentially what that's talking about is the fact that you don't believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. You don't believe in Christ, so therefore, how in the world could you ever get repentance of sin? Yeah, you don't ever, you don't so, think you've ever done anything wrong to, to warrant, so why ask for forgiveness? If you love God, you believe in Jesus Christ and his power, um, you're not going to be guilty of the sin of blasphemy. So. Correct, correct. But other than that, if you believe in Christ, and, and here's where we're coming from, if you believe that Jesus Christ is God's son, that he gave his life as a sacrifice for us sinners, that we can have redemption and forgiveness of our sins, um, then you're on the right track. First John chapter 1, verse 7. But if we walk in the light as he is the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. So we believe that Jesus Christ, that the, the power of his blood is, is sufficient to forgive all. Correct. We're on that page together? Without a doubt. So when I asked the question, did Christ die for some or did he die for all? I just want to kind of challenge people's perspectives a little bit. Uh, question one, are only certain people allowed to partake of God's grace? Chris? Uh, absolutely not. It's for, it's for all mankind it's for anybody who you know believes it's it's for for all of us he died not for a specific group he divided for everyone here everyone on this world has the you know the option to believe and, and hopefully you know that's the end goal for yeah. everybody to believe and be to be with god so yeah everybody you know no matter what sin that you've committed in the past as long as you repent of it and are sorry it's it's for everyone there's not a specific Group. Well, I'm going to read another verse, Luke 5, 31 and 32. Jesus answered and said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but the sinners to repentance. Jeremy, what do you think? Is, uh, is the gospel of Christ only out there for a select few people? Well, Jesus died for everybody. It's just you got to take that step forward and accept it. You know, but once you accept it, you're washed in the blood. I couldn't agree more. <clears throat> okay, and we're kind of going down um, this list here, but does appearance <clears throat> matter 
whether or not you can uh, that you can be forgiven of your sins if you can partake in the <clears throat> in the grace of Christ. Does appearance matter? What about the clothes you wear? Uh, no, show up. If if you just got through, you know, feeding your horses or feeding your cattle or you just had a flat tire and had to change it and you got tire oil and all dirt all over you, you know, and your pants are dirty, or you just work late, you work the third shift and you're coming in and you feel inspired to go into church that morning to show up how you are. See, I've been I've been guilty about that. I've finished work something it finished earlier than I thought it was. I was gonna miss church for work or something. So I was in work clothes and I didn't come because I was like, Oh, I'm filthy when nobody would have cared if I'd shown up. But I was like, Oh, well, I did not have on some clothes that are clean. I don't need to go. I've been guilty. We're conscientious, right? Yeah. I think sometimes <clears throat> we do concern. We're more concerned about our appearance than what Christ is. And, and I'm guilty of this. I've actually been to a church with a friend, and the preacher had on flip flops and khaki shorts and Hawaiian shirt. And I was no time. <laughs> I just was like, eh, I don't know about this, but you know. <laughs> did that diminish his message? It, it didn't. It but did, evidently, but it did. When it, it was at the time, this was this was years ago. And I wasn't used to this. You know, I've always seen the preachers in suits. And, hey, you don't have to wear a suit. You can wear just a shirt, a pair of britches, and the message, as long as it gets, you know, gets to you, that's all that matters. And I have been guilty of it. And I'm still guilty of it today. And this is not about you because Chris is wearing a hat right now. Hey. <laughs> but I am firmly against any preacher sitting up there at the pulpit Wearing a baseball a cap, it drives me crazy. Yeah, that's an important and, uh, uh, point you make, Jeremy. Give me the verse where it says preachers can't wear a hat. What what is that one? All right. So, um, First Corinthians eleven two through sixteen. I'm just going to read the fourth verse. Every man who prays or prophesies with his head covers dishonors his head, because we're made in the image of God. Okay. Women are likewise. They say, and, and we'll get into this in the next question. But women that have long hair, their long hair acts as a cover of their head because a woman is supposed okay. to have cover over her head when she prays because she's the image of man. And yes, maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel, to me, I would not do it, and I don't like it when it's done. It does seem a bit casual. I agree, yeah. but but going into saying that preacher You didn't have to take up, your hat off. <laughs> oh, no. It's too late, guys. He's already shamed me. Uh, going into that preacher, though, <clears throat> that he showed up in flip-flops and stuff, it distracted from his message. Yeah, it did. It distracted me. It, yeah. and I mean, this is was, that his fault or not? I'm not saying. This was years it ago. Would, it, it is an appearance thing. I mean, yeah. should we dress better? I don't well, think it should keep us from coming to the church. The point is, yeah. regardless of what you're wearing, <clears throat> that's not going to affect whether or not Jesus Christ, is, his, his oh, blood is going to cleanse your sins. 100%. Yeah. And as far as clothing, I'll say this. I came from a time... You know, back in the day, I guess that White Bluff was a, a kind of an agricultural type yeah. society. But uh, the point is, there were old old farmers who had uh, what they would call their Sunday go to meet in overalls. Uh huh. Yep. And they'd have a nice white shirt, and I still think that is a good look. It is. And I would like so, to say nowadays, nice if a man true. walked in here and he's been shoveling horse manure all day and he care. was filthy, I still shake his hand, I give him a hug, and say, "Sit beside me if anybody's got a problem with it." At the time, it was years ago. I was younger, and I'd never had seen it before. Well, no, so it distracted. I, I was me. just thinking more of a of the preacher can be a distraction, not somebody that shows up. Yeah. yeah. Well, so far we're in agreement. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What about a uh, long hair? 
What if, I mean, what if you're a guy and you got hair down your back? Because I'm going to lead up to something here in a second. What do you got long hair, Chris? Is that going to affect your salvation? I don't believe so. Jeremy? No, I don't think it'll get you into hell, if that's what you're asking. I'm just saying, if you... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Should However, somebody uh, with long hair be afraid to come to church because they're going to no, think people no. are going to look down Everybody's on welcome. Everybody's okay. welcome. That's all we're getting at. Yeah. What if you got an earring? Uh, no. But with going back with the long hair, if you want to read more into that, and it's way more than we can cover on this little bit of time we have allotted. I've actually listened to a podcast recently, and it was over this subject of head coverings, and it was six hours. So it's more, <laughs> yes, it's more very detailed. And if you would like it, just respond on Facebook, and I will be happy to there share <laughs> this podcast. You can to. find in our video. There you go. <clears throat> what about a tattoo, guys? Well, yeah, you can. Here's the thing. Go ahead, Chris. I was just going to say, and a lot of people get this confused, and even my parents try to use it on us when we were younger. I don't have any tattoos, but uh, they said it's not allowed to have tattoos, but that's all in the Old Testament. Yeah, it's so it's, and Jeremy, I think, is going to explain. Jeremy gives a good explanation for this as what they were really doing. Was the they were Testament. marking their self up for other gods. Right. And stuff, you know. So like you were a piece of cattle to that other <laughs> demon or something they stamped yeah, you. Yeah, like it's a brand. You, you was branded, brand, basically. And, and here's the thing, though. <clears throat> I would like to say this. Also with the tattoo, is it a sin? It could be, depending on why you did it. If you firmly believe that you shouldn't get a tattoo, then if you was to get a tattoo, it would be a sin for you because... So it's intention. Yes. So if you don't have a, a problem with the tattoo. But no, it's just kind of like okay. watching a horror movie as we talked about a few weeks ago. Uh, if you're fine with it, don't hold everybody to your standard. You know, it's up to okay. them and their discernment. So, yes, if you want to get a tattoo, get a tattoo. Now, but, and we know we know people. I, I know people, and I think we've agreed, everyone here does, that we have people that won't come to church because they have tattoos and, tattoos and they don't think they'll be accepted, which is yeah, not the case. Yeah, they it said, is not. They're like, well. All right. I know yeah. people that will say that they're uncomfortable because they, they've had people stare at them and look at them and say stuff. And, hey, Here's the thing about church when people need to know. If you're comfortable with that, I would have to ask, why did you get the tattoo? Well, here's the thing really, though, is that to get a tattoo, hold on one second, guys. But if you're sorry about that, if you're going to get a tattoo, get it for the right reasons. Don't worry about what everybody else says. We all have been to those churches that, that when you come to church, there are going to be people, but guess what? There are going to be hypocrites, but there's hypocrites everywhere. There are. There and are. you can't let somebody that's going to say that stuff stop you from coming and being closer to the Lord. Who cares? I think a, an important thing you have to realize, too, is that just because we're at church doesn't mean we're perfect people. We're no. very imperfect. No. No. You've got prejudices and all this yeah. other stuff, but you've also got a lot of love there, too. Yeah. It's not specific, Oh, oh. but but people aren't perfect. If you're going there no. expecting a I've, perfect group of people... You're and not going to find you're it. You're not going to find it because the reason we're in church is because we are imperfect. And the thing is, I've never encountered, I've heard a bunch of horror stories about people at their churches <laughs> and uh, or church assemblies, I should say, because the church is the body of their followers. I've heard them and, and I've never witnessed anything because this church, especially the one we go to now, is very loving and yeah. you can show up with anything on, they wouldn't care as long as you're here. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Jeff. I cut no, you no. Off. I was just gonna say, kind of one of the things I was thinking about when we were talking about this lesson. So I've got a friend. Uh, if he's listening, which I'm pretty sure he isn't, uh, he knows who he is. But he had moved down here to be a musician. Uh, he's got a lot of tattoos, 
he has uh, his hair braided in the back that comes down to his bottom uh, earring. But I've been talking with this guy about Jesus for some time. And uh, anyway, the point was he had, he had expressed interest in, in attending church services with me, but asked me, do you think people will look down at me or look at me differently because of my appearance? And I'm like, well, I, I, I don't think so. I think most people understand that, it, you know, as we mentioned, it's the, it's the sick that need the doctor. You know, not it's the true. people who are well, but then like Chris said, we're all sick. We all need God, but... uh Well, it doesn't matter who looks down on you here. You're going right. for Jesus. If he's not looking down on you, I wouldn't worry about anybody else. I would challenge people, though. Think about that. I know most people, you ask them off the top of their head, oh, no, I don't care about appearance, but is that true? No, is that really you how find, you feel? You will find judgment. We're all guilty. Of, of are judging. you going to stare at that guy a little bit or like check him out when he comes in and walks down the aisle there to sit in the pew? Like, ooh. You know, he just got to be careful. Check your attitude at the you, door. You do. Yeah, we all fall short sometimes. And the, bad, the sad thing is the people on the church can drive someone away very oh, quickly. Yeah. Oh, easily. Oh, yeah. And that, to me, is one of the biggest like travesties of being a Christian is driving someone well, else away from, from the Lord. And you have to be careful. Okay. You've uh, brought me to another verse here. I'm going to read Matthew 7, <clears throat> verses 1 through 2. Judge not that you be not judged, for what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. There you go. If you judge somebody, God's going to take that same measure and stick he used on that person, and guess who he's going to use it on? I think that is one you. of you. You didn't have to point at me. I'm not judging. No, I'm not saying. Yeah, you pointed at me, everyone. I know you can't see it. <laughs> um, I think it's just one of the biggest issues that, that Christians face. I think it's a very bad uh stigma that church of christ has i think you're right that we think we're the only ones going to heaven we think we judge all the other ones i think it's a very bad one and it plays into part of tattoos mm. hair long you know i think whatever. if we study our bibles to show ourselves approved correct we're going to realize quickly that your appearance guys listeners has absolutely nothing to do with your ability and your opportunity to receive god's grace well let's get back to that verse you just read that verse, a lot of people use that verse to say, don't judge. That's not what that verse is saying. But that verse is saying, if you read on to, and I'm not saying that's what you were saying. That's exactly what I was saying. Uh, if you keep reading on that verse, that verse is about hypocritical judgments. Right. It's about don't judge your brother. If you if you get drunk every night and you see a fellow church member in the bar drinking one time, and you go up and start judging him and say, oh, you shouldn't do this. Saying, get the splinter out of your eye first get right with God and then help your brother get the splinter out of his eye. We are to make righteous judgments towards other Christians to help them along their path. A lot of people will use that. They'll just stop at Matthew 7 there and they'll say, see here, do not judge. You're not supposed to judge. That's not that what that verse means. That verse is about hypocritical judgment. We're supposed to make righteous judgments to help others on their path. We're supposed to make each other better. Yes. That's true. It's just the judgment that you put forth, or, or righteous judgment, never makes you feel better, or doesn't mind try to make you look better than the other no, person. It's to no. uplift and make a stronger okay. Christian. And if anybody has ever tried to help another brother out or sister, let me tell you something. That is a very painful thing to do. <laughs> in no way has ever went up on their high horse, at least that I know of. Him like, oh, I'm going to fix this. It's very like, oh, how do? There's a lot of anxiety in it. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of worry. Like, oh, I don't want to make this person mad, but I love them. 
and I need to tell them. Yep. So I just wanted to read one one passage for you guys. James 2, verses 1 through 9, kind of talks about what we just got through talking about. My brethren, do not hold the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with partiality. For if there should come into your assembly a man with gold rings and fine apparel, and there should also come in a poor man in filthy clothes, and you pay attention to the one wearing the fine clothes, and say to him, You sit here in a good place. And you say to the poor man, You stand there, or sit here at my footstool. Have you not shown partiality among yourselves, and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my beloved brethren, has God not chosen the poor of this world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom, which he promised to those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor man. Do not the rich oppress you and drag you into the courts? Do they not blaspheme that noble name by which you are called? If you really fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as you love yourself. You do well. But if you show partiality, you commit sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. So I think that just kind of speaks to what we were talking about right. there. James actually comes right out and says it. Let's not be partial to people because they're their parents. No, so. except everybody. Jesus does. So I guess yeah. we answered our own question from the beginning. Are only yeah. certain people allowed to partake of God's grace? The answer is absolutely not. Yeah. So, What about uh, sins of their past, guys? Oh. Let's say they did something really bad. <laughs> Can they still receive uh, the grace of God? If they're truly repentant of it and they're sorry and change their ways, then, then yes. The problem that we face is we, as humans, don't have the capacity a lot of times that Jesus does to forgive people of them. We're always going to remember that person, remember what they did. I mean, can I go, can you go and tell us the story? There's another church, um, and this is brought to my attention that they had a gentleman come in there, and he his appearance was not great. Um, and they actually did a background check on him. Did a background check on him, found out, they find out 20-something years ago, he had, there had been something happened with a kid, sexual offender, he's on the sexual offenders list, something horrible. But that was 20 years ago. He comes into the church, you know, he's trying to visit there. They actually had a meeting, met with him, and told him that they can he could not attend that church anymore. What do you think about that, Jeremy? What's wrong? I mean, I, I, every one of us, no matter what sin is sin, if you've told a lie in the past, if you've looked at somebody with lust in your eyes, okay. I mean, we've all sinned. Nobody's perfect. And if it's 20 years ago, you know, and if they've given if up I, their life and changed their life for Jesus. I mean, he didn't sentence himself to death 20 years ago no. and, and as a Christian. Would it be fair if you say you were a father and you had four young daughters in the congregation to maybe want to know more <clears throat> about them? Is that overstepping? I mean... And I guess where I'm going to come back is, was it okay to do the background check on this individual? I don't, I don't think so because you made a judgment right there that wasn't spiritual. And actually, what out? You made a judgment on his appearance. I mean, all right. So the human side of me, the the wants to know that yes, because I wouldn't want kids. I mean, I definitely wouldn't have the man teaching any children's classes or anything like that. But he's coming. It's not the man's church. It's God's church, and all are welcome. Okay. What if you do the background check, and you've already made up in your mind that okay, if this come back comes back negative. As a person, I'm going to make the judgment for this guy and say he cannot receive the grace of God at this church. <laughs> and, and 
to me is that is that not what that's kind of saying? You've driven, you've but they've potentially driven a man who was coming looking for Christ, driven him away, and he may never return again. They did that as a church. So, but you said also in addition to the background check, they then made the decision that he could not gather. He could not go. They said that they would go and give him Lord's Supper, meet with him. And we know that that takes away from you know. Well, I mean, you can't worship God in a vacuum. Well, you know, uh, you need to be around the fellowship of other people. Honestly, you could look at it this way, too. They did that man a favor because they was never going to accept him at that yeah, point. That's true. Because if I was him and I'd learned they had done these things and they had done this, I would never went back to that church anyway. I mean, he, he hasn't. I mean, he, he hadn't even no, made No, why would you? To, why would you? I just, Do you think that will affect him and that he'll never try to go to another that's church? That's the biggest very fear. possible. Church hurt. I mean, that's the, well, you'll find a lot of people that you talk to today, they've, they've had some kind of bad experience with religion in the past, and now they don't want to go to it. Here's something at the church I attend. Uh, we're, in da- we're, we're in town, and uh, it's a you know, semi-large congregation. We get people that walk in. <clears throat> I wouldn't say often, but it does happen occasionally. And these are maybe people who are homeless. Uh, sometimes all they really want is they're just trying to get money. But other times they may legitimately want to be um, seeking some spiritual guidance in their lives. Is it okay to try to learn more about them? Yeah. In, in what sense? Well, we know that, uh, and I don't, again, I don't even know the guy's name. We have had instances where uh, there have been homeless people, and I don't know exactly how this information was obtained, but we knew that they had had previous hospitalizations for mental issues. They were possibly not being treated effectively. Uh, there were some psychiatric uh, things going on. I personally would like to know that if I'm worshiping with somebody. Can you, can you accomplish being cautious and yet friendly? I, I, would hope, I would hope so. Now, let but me I mean, ask this. Found that you, out, just, you hit me on something there. What does Jesus say about meekness and loving one another? We just read that, didn't we? Yeah. I think if you approach that with a spirit of humility and meekness, gentleness of heart, loving, yeah, you could probably solicit that information without being well, judgmental. Here, here's the thing. If he shows up ragged looking, right, but yet he's sitting down, he's doing everything he's supposed to do, taking part, not causing a scene. There shouldn't be anybody ever go up to him and question him. He's there for God. If he has other intentions, believe me, we've all been to the church with people that okay. had other intentions, and after service was over, the first thing they'd do was come and say their intentions, and then you'd never see them again. This may be yes. off topic here, but we have a defense team. Yeah. And one of their responsibilities is to make sure that somebody we don't know doesn't walk in off the street and they're armed to the teeth and they walk into the congregation and start opening fire. So that's a point, especially in today's society, so maybe today's challenges. I don't think it's a problem for me if I don't know you. I could come up to you with a spirit of love and meekness and ask you, how can I help you? Do you wish to worship with us today? I mean, well, yeah, you can approach them like that. I, mean, I don't think there's a problem with being guarded, especially with the things that we've we faced today. There, there's more evil in the world now. Well, I believe. Well, there's more people, so there's more. Me, there's more evil, but I don't. You, you go into a bank, and they can be welcome and inviting, but they still have armed guards. Yeah, 
Well, the point, and I think we, we kind of talked about that, this individual who came into that church who had the sexual transgression years ago, can he still receive grace through the blood of Jesus Christ? If, if, if he has repented for it and he's moving forward I think he with can. Heart, yeah. He can. Well, I've already he said can. my opinion. There's not I don't, outside blasphemy. I don't want, There's nothing you can I mean, do. The human side, that to me, that a crime against a kid is... Horrible. One of the worst things you can Horrible. do. Horrible. And but it's not me that is told to give forgiveness. And, hey, it's God. Let's let's be clear too. We don't know what that crime was. No. He could have been eighteen and she was sixteen. Or who knows? You know what I mean. We don't know. Right. But uh But I think again, it was wrong to do the background check to start with. I think uh if you were gonna do that, I would at least have to have told that guy we're gonna do a background check. Um, I don't know. It's crazy. But I still believe that even if you're guilty of sexual immorality, you can still receive the grace of Jesus Christ. And yes. his blood is powerful enough yes. to forgive you of that. What about murder? Oh. Murder. And murderers, if you were a serial killer, Chris, and you dedicated 73 out of your 75 years, whatever, <laughs> you've got decades of, of relishing the kill. Let's say you somehow, you know, you got to change your heart. You truly repented. Can you get forgiveness of that sin? I, I believe so. I mean, so Jeffrey the, Dahmer. That's that's the big one right there. Dahmer was supposed. You've been eating human beings for decades, and then to limit who could be saved limits God's power. Ah, that's a, that's a mouthful. I agree. If you say that murder can't be forgiven, you're basically saying, "Sorry, Jesus, your sacrifice and the blood you shed is not quite strong enough to make it to that point." Let me share a verse that people confuse with that very thing. Okay, I'm not I'm not going to read the whole verse. I'm just going to read the half a verse from 1 John 3.15 that they use. They don't read the whole verse. They read half the verse. Let me start off with half the verse. And it says, And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. And a lot of people will just stop right well, there. Well, that sounds pretty clear to me, Jeremy. Well, let me Murderers read. can't <laughs> receive forgiveness. Let me read the whole verse. Oh. Oh, there's more. Yes. <laughs> Wait, there's more. Whoever hates his brother is a murderer. And a murderer... <laughs> and, and, well, I'm sorry. Let me start back over again. Whoever hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. That's two different things there. We're talking about... This See, whole verse is Are you is saying about that hate. if I just read the last little tidbit, I could take that verse out you of context and totally it. lose the entire yes. meaning of the vote Yes. Verse? Well, this one's called murder. Surprise, it's talking about surprise. when Jesus... <laughs> When Jesus referred to says, if you have hate in your heart, you're already a murderer. Okay? And so that's what it's saying here. It's just turning whoever has hate. And guess what? If you have hate in your heart, there is no forgiveness in you because it's you still hate. The whole point yeah. of repentance. You can't forgive somebody. The whole somebody. point of repentance is yeah. to stop doing the sin. Now, yes. if you continue to hate, yes. well, you're continuing to sin. Well, let me ask you yeah. this. Say, I steal your PlayStation. Right, I shoot you, and you forgive me yeah. somewhat. You're like, well, I've forgiven, but I'm done with him. You're I keeping score. Yeah, he's keeping score. He's like, never again. But I'm gonna say in my heart, I forgive him. And what if Jesus did that to but you? But you ain't really forgave him. No. What if God did that to you? Is like, I'm gonna forgive you, but guess what? You're gonna be cleaning toilets in heaven. Well, I probably would have returned <laughs> his PlayStation back to yes, Jesus. Yes, you know what I'm saying. But once we forgive, we forgive and forget. But if your you point in that verse, though, if you've got hate in your heart, well, you really can't go forward until you well, release that hate. If you've got hate in your heart, you don't have Jesus in your heart. 
because Jesus is the love and he tells you to forgive and forget. Right. You know, just... So, but that, I that believe is not that if you're, if you're a murderer, if you've committed sexual crimes, basically, I believe, if whatever you have done, if you lay it all at Jesus' feet... You were truly sorry for what you did, and you come there with a spirit of humility, asking for forgiveness, showing true repentance. I believe it's there for you. Well, Paul considers himself a murderer yeah. because of how he sentenced Christians to yeah. die. Well, he he calls himself hard. a murderer. Yeah. yeah, and he's he was we're, an apostle. We're all murderers if you've ever hated somebody. If you think about it, it's hurtful. <laughs> so, through baptism and faith in Christ. I believe we put off our old bodies and can be born anew. Correct. I'm going to read Romans 6, 4. We have been buried with Christ by baptism into death so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. So I think we kind of answered our question, did Christ die for some or did he die for all? He, he, died, di for all. he, he died for all. It's just your, it's, you've got to choose it. You've you got, got to choose. You've them. got to make the choice. To and follow. I don't believe it. appearance has absolutely nothing to do with it. No, it's all what's in your heart, right, guys? Well, yeah. If you, it's all what's inside. If you love Christ, there is no room for hate. That's right. What about hate the sinner or hate the sin, not the sinner? It's not in the Bible. Didn't we debunk that? <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> it's not in the Bible. Mythbusters too. Coming soon. soon. I'll ask Gandhi about it when I see him. <laughs> Matthew five three. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. That's a good verse too. If you're poor in spirit, you come to Christ. You're gonna you're gonna get forgive forgiveness for your sins. Oh yeah. That sounds, I mean, yeah. I, this is, uh, good talk, as usual. Uh, Jeremy, can you tell our audience where they can find us? Uh, yes, you can find us on Facebook for Cousins for Christ. Please follow us or, write, you know, follow us, leave a comment, you know, let us know anything you would like to hear us talk about one day or anything you disagree with us on. Please, by all means, let us know. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and any other of the major podcast networks. And we hope you give us a follower and maybe a five-star rating. We'd sure appreciate it. We sure and would. We'd just like to say, for everyone that listens every week, we appreciate you. We so love much. you so much. So yeah, much. absolutely. We are so grateful more than you know. We really appreciate you guys. Yeah. Well, guys, you want to close out with a word of sure. prayer? Let's do it. Our most gracious and loving Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity that you've given us to come together to open our Bibles, to study your word, to to give praise, honor, and glory to you. We thank you for all the blessings that you've given us. The, we thank you for the ability to do this. We ask you, Lord, to, to be with all of our listeners and all of those people out there, Lord, who need your prayers and, and need your, your, your care and your guidance and your strength and your encouragement, that you would continue to lay your hand over all of us, Lord, and continue to, continue to bless us as you have done so richly. Please, Lord, forgive us of our sins and be with us. And we ask all these, these things in your son's name. Amen. Amen. Amen.